And I know that any problem that we may have, and which means all of us, we have some type of problem in our lives, but don't allow your disability to set you back or don't allow yourself to set yourself back with your thinking. I always tell people, quitters never win and winners never lose. So if you don't quit, you're gonna win. That's what it's all about. So don't allow your circumstances or your situation to, de to determine who you are and who you could be in the, in the future. And most people, they're only gonna be doing two things in life, Peter. We're either gonna be working to fulfill our own vision or working to fulfill someone else's vision. And it's sad to say that most people are working to fulfill someone else's vision. And I found my passion. My passion was the financial world. And that's how I got into the financial industry. And that's exactly where I am now by being a financial educator, high performance life coach, and a motivational speaker. You got to really, really look at yourself. You got greatness inside of you. And if you start working toward your dream, toward your goal, toward your destiny, success is, an, is, is, is right around the corner. guys and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you guys for stopping by. I hope you will stick around uh, because what I'm trying to do here is giving you as much tools as I possibly can in order for you to create your best life and, and achieve your goals and dreams. And just know there can be small goals, there can be big goals. I don't really care. I just care that you stand for something and that you going all in, that you play full out, that you're not a spectator or a keyboard warrior or just looking at other people's lives. Instead, leaning into your own life and, and creating a life of kindness, of love, of success, of happiness. And uh, we are here today to support you in that. So the only thing I can say before I introduce this week's guest is please reach out to me. Uh, tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me about your dreams, your goals, and how we can help share this conversation with somebody that needs to hear this message here today. And uh, yeah, let's get started. You know, I'm, I'm super excited about today's guest. Uh, I mean, he has a tremendous experience in many fields, but one of his biggest passions is to help people, you know, peak their performance and find those nuggets that can make you, you know, take it to the next level. And uh, without further ado, I introduce you, the man, the myth, the legend, Rory Douglas. Wow. Hey, Peter, thanks for inviting me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be uh, on your podcast. And uh, I'm very, very, um, thankful to you in terms of what you're doing out there uh, in the workspace and doing out there changing lives and motivating people and uplifting people. And just to think about just the title of your podcast, <laughs> Loving loving Success. And uh, that right there in itself to me is, uh, is so incredible because I'm a firm believer that what we do for others, the creator would do for us. So I'm, I'm just happy that you're giving back and I'm happy that we're here right now uh, having a chance to actually talk uh, this morning on the podcast. Awesome. So Rory, let, let's go back uh, to Rory. What's your memory from being a, a young kid? Can you share something with us? What were you dreaming about? Who were you? What type of personality did you have when you were a little, little Rory? 
You know, that's that's a great question. Uh, I would say this. Uh, I was, Little Roy was one who was most likely not to succeed. Most likely not to succeed. Uh, coming from the south side of Chicago, and my mom took care of my brothers and my sister and myself. My father passed at a young age, so my mom is my mentor. She actually uh, raised us, and she worked three jobs. And to this very day, she's my mentor. Uh, but I was most likely not to succeed because I got kicked out of Peter every elementary school and every high school. I was labeled a troubled youth. And when I say labeled, I literally mean that, labeled a troubled youth. I wasn't a troubled youth. I was labeled a troubled youth because I had a disability. And what was that disability? That disability, I suffered from something that was called dyslexia, reading things backwards. And uh, being afraid of my disability, when I was inside of the classroom, what I would do is, is I would create an excuse to get excused from the class, no matter what it may be, if it throwing a chair or disrupting the class just to run away from my disability. And one day, my mom and myself were going someplace in the car, and she insists that I read these instructions on how to get to our destination. And I tried to avoid it. I tried to avoid it by doing the same thing I would normally do, ignoring her and coming up with another excuse. And she abruptly said, no, you need to read those instructions for me. We need to get here. And when I began to read it, uh, she knew that something was wrong because I was reading things wrong. And by my mom working the three jobs, you know, to take care of us, she thought everything was okay because I was pretty much an A student. I could listen to what the teacher said and pretty much uh, have every word verbatim, word for word. I was a very smart person, but I just couldn't express myself when it came down to open book and test. So uh, my mom took me to the, the principal and the counselors and they found out what was going on. I had a lot of uh, testing and then I began to uh, get some treatment for what I was suffering from. So I always tell people to this very, very day that you can have a disability, but you don't have to be disabled. So I allow my vulnerability to be my superpower to this very, very day, which means I don't run from my problems. I don't duck from my problems. I hit them head on. And I know that any problem that we may have, and which means all of us, we have some type of problem in our lives, but don't allow your disability to set you back or don't allow yourself to set yourself back with your thinking. So that's that was me as a young as a young kid, pretty much most likely not to succeed. So my beginning wasn't really, really that fruitful. And how do you work with the idea when you're surrounded by people that don't believe in you? Because you might have, you might lay there in your in your bed and, and dreaming about, you know, becoming this entrepreneur or athlete or uh, working at a Fortune 500 company or getting married to that hot girl or whatever it might be. But people around like, no, man, you can't do that. Or you, you're constantly getting bombarded because you're in that environment. How do you get out of that and, and start believing in yourself and, 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 and also crush those outer negativity that is you know, bombarding you? That's a great question. You know, when, you, when you're really young, um, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to really, really uh, get the right answer because everything is, is a process. We all are work in progress. That's where we are. So in life, what I found is, is that 
we only suffer where we're immature at. So if I'm, in, if I'm immature to my finances, I suffer financially. If I'm immature to my relationships, I suffer that way. But I really want to give young people something to hold on to, something to really hold on to. See, it doesn't cost you anything to, to imagine. It doesn't cost you anything to imagine. And then there is a, a scripture that says, we call those things which be not as though they were. If you're ever going to be successful, no matter where you are in life, whatever condition or position, wherever you are in life, you have to see your success ahead of time in order to be able to make it a reality. But a lot of people allow what's being said to us, what's being done to us to stop our success. So I would say don't let anyone kill your dream and make sure that you continue to imagine and see yourself where you want to be because that's what it's all about. You can't uh, be successful. You can't be wealthy if you don't see yourself in advance being there. So I would say to those individuals looking and listening, never let anyone stop your dream. Now, it may be happening from your mom or your dad or your brother or your best friend. But the bottom line is you are responsible for holding on to your dream and don't let anybody stop your dream and keep this in mind, hurt people, hurt people. So when people say hurtful things to you, in most cases, they are victims of their reality. And that's so important because we have so much hurt out here. People are victims of their reality. So we have to sometimes begin to say, well, why did they say that to me? And then see and try to trace their background and see exactly where it came from. Because, you know, some things happen generationally. You'll never be nothing. Something like that can kill your dream. But the bottom line is, if someone is telling you that right now, specifically to someone who's listening right now, if someone's telling you that right now, that you'll never be nothing, or someone is, is doubting you, don't allow that to affect you. Because the bottom line is, you got to hold on to your dream, and you got to keep on imagining and you got to keep on pressing forward. And I'm telling you that you will get through and you'll get over it. I always tell people this, tough times don't last, but tough people do, Peter. Yeah, no, you're right. And heart to heart, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kids out there and, and even adults that grew up, you know, without the father, without the mother. Like, can you just talk, how, how did that affect you uh, in your life? And how did you deal with deal with growing up without a father? You know, it goes back to what I was just elaborating about, about imagination. Because no matter, even though I was in the south side of Chicago, and I can come out of uh, my complex that w- where we lived at, and I can see someone on the corner with a needle in, the, in their arm. Or I could see uh, uh, poverty or, or violence being taking place. I could have gave into that, but I didn't give into that because I had a dream and my imagination was always constantly going. Uh, you know, I, I, I tell people this, I believe most people already know what their dream is. They already know what their destiny is. You ask people, hey, if you could be doing what you could actually, what, actually what you want to do right now in life, what would you be doing? And they'll start to imagine, well, I would be this, I would be traveling the world, I would be helping people. I, they, people will tell you what their dream is. But when you look at what they're doing, are not living their dream. 
That's why I say that the graveyard is one of the most expensive places on the planet Earth. There's more buried dreams there, more buried ideas there, because most people, Peter, spend more time outside of themselves and very little time with themselves. That's why I want whoever's listening right now, I want to tell you that you have greatness inside of you. No one can be like you. I believe everyone is a work in progress. You know, one of the most expensive art pieces in the world is a sculpture. And when you understand how, uh, what it takes to build a masterpiece, it's an artist with a hammer and a chisel chipping away at that masterpiece. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to build that sculpture. But we are all a work in progress and you are a masterpiece, but you got to keep chipping do doing your disappointments. You got to keep chipping doing your setbacks and you got to keep chipping because I'm telling you, you're building something. So keep your imagination running. Don't let anyone steal your, your imagination because if they steal your imagination, they steal you. And most people, they're only gonna be doing two things in life, Peter. We're either gonna be working to fulfill our own vision or working to fulfill someone else's vision. And it's sad to say that most people are working to fulfill someone else's vision. Yeah. And how, how did this look like in your life? Because here you are, you're growing up in Chicago. Can you tell me like, what, what did you dream of and how did you went to go about that? Well, I dreamed when I was young, I dreamed basically, I have a passion with, with helping people. And I used to uh, imagine and, and, and dream that I'm helping people, that I'm successful in terms of uh, uh, my business and what I was doing uh, in life. But it was really a, a dream of always serving people and not only serving and helping people, pretty much having success. But I didn't know specifically what that success was going to be. I just knew that I really, really knew I had something inside of me to be able to help other people. And I had a passion to help people. So as I went along in life, as I told you in the beginning, I was most likely not to succeed. I worked so many different jobs. I'm from sweeping the floor, washing windows, and just doing every grimy job. But one thing I've learned, I've learned that there's power in serving people. And I took that same philosophy of serving people to basically advance in life. So when I was working at the grocery store and sweeping the floors and pushing the baskets, I had a great attitude. I helped the customers. I was, I was just, a, I served people. And I went from pushing baskets to actually getting a job, from getting a job to becoming a department manager, from becoming a department manager to becoming a store manager. So I've always went from the bottom to the top. So I did so many odds and end jobs. And then I found uh, one of my passions because I love music. And as I got older and I was working for corporate America, a good friend of mine was in the music industry. And this friend that was in the music industry basically said to me, listen, you would be good doing what, what I'm doing because you, have a, you, you motivate me. I mean, you're, I believe you're the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, you know, why don't you consider getting into the music industry and start managing people? Because I'm telling you, you'll be really good as a manager. So I always tell people, sometimes people can actually see the gift that's inside of you. 
And people will tell you what they see inside of you once you are living a life of service. In other words, if you're reaching out and you're trying to do what you need to do, sometimes people see that inside of you. And, and a lot of us need a mentor. We need someone to recognize what's inside of us, just to, re, to remind us of what we have inside of us. So it was identified that I had a great personality. Uh, I could be a great manager. And my friend said, you know, hey, listen, we're going on a tour. I can't pay you much, but you can come to some of these dates on the tour. Uh, can you do it? And I said to myself, this, I really, I really want to do it. So I went to my boss and asked my boss, hey, can I take a couple of weeks off? And my boss said, no, you can't. We, we need you here. And he goes, my boss said, well, I can, I can give you a few days off. And I took the few days. And those few days was pretty much my last days with that particular job because I went on that tour and I did everything it took from serving coffee to, to helping people. And people were labeling me in a couple of weeks as the go-to guy, the go-to guy, he gets it done. So I went through the tour, I was supposed to do a few dates, but I ended up doing all of the dates because of my service. And along that, that journey and that process, I've met a lot of important people, a lot of entertainers, up and coming entertainers, a lot of important people. So when the tour was over, one of the performers said to me, hey, listen, we love what you're doing. We love the fact that you helped us a lot. We would love to give you an opportunity to come work with us. And that's how it started for me getting into the music industry. And I worked in the music industry as a manager and I was doing phenomenal. And a good friend of mine is no longer here, uh, God bless his soul, Joseph Gelman, who pretty much gave me my start when it came down to business. He was an entertainment attorney and he was handling my affairs and as far as my legal affairs. And he said to me, he said, listen, he said, uh, have you ever thought about starting your own management company? And I said, Joseph, yes, I would love to start my own management company, but I don't know the first thing about starting a company. I don't know anything about the financial part of aspect or the corporate aspect or what you do. And he said, you know what? I can show you how to do it. I can help you get started. Why don't we do it? And that's when my company was launched. It was called RKD Music Management. And we had so much success. We had a few platinum records. We had some gold records, some tours, and I made a lot of revenue. And I always tell people, when you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. When you find your passion, you will find your purpose. So in the music industry, I began to elevate because my interpersonal skills and abilities to serve people and help people, that was my passion. And by the way, you can take your passion anywhere, no matter what you do, you can take it anywhere. So I help people and I manage people and I did a very, very phenomenal job in the management, uh, in, I mean, the, the music industry, but I had another problem. We made, I made a lot of revenue, Peter, but at the end of the year, when we start doing the financials, and I sat down with my business partner and he wrote a check to me, which was my cut. My cut was pennies. I looked at my check and I said, what the hell is this? And Joseph <laughs> taught me a lot of valuable lessons. He said, that's your cut. I said, but Joseph, we made this much revenue. And he said, well, let me show you something. This is what we've been doing. You know, the studio, the traveling, the airplane, the this, the video, all the things that you wanted to do. This is what it all cost. So at that particular point, I went once again and I referred back to my superpower when I was suffering from, as, as a child from dyslexia and how I got over that. 
I said to myself, I said, I would never allow myself to get in a position again like this financially, because unbeknownst to me, the money I made for the year or for a few years, the IRS wanted money back. So I made money and, I, and the IRS wanted more than what I made. And everybody else around me were making money, the lawyer, the artist, everybody else, but I suffered. So I said to myself, I said, I'll never put myself in a position like this again. So I picked up every book that I could read about finance, everything I could read about finance. I checked in school, took some financial classes. And that's when I found my passion. I found out that my passion was basically the financial industry. That's what my passion was. And at the time, I had a big management contract with a major record studio, label rather. And at the time, CDs were out. And it, with the CDs were pretty much, we were making great profit because I had a 50-50 deal with this major company. And at the time, CDs were like 10 bucks and we were making like five bucks a CD. And the industry shifted from CDs to downloads, from $5 to 99 cents. So we basically start to lose revenue. So I end up selling my music company to a known music label. And to this very, very day, I have a lot of uh, um, royalties and residuals that I actually get. And I found my passion. My passion was the financial world. And that's how I got into the financial industry. And that's exactly where I am now by being a financial educator, high performance life coach, and a motivational speaker. So I found my passion. My passion is helping people, but my passion is really finance. That's how I got to where I am right now. Yeah, no, I love that. And my, my father, who's my sensei, always talks about, it's like having sand in, in your palm. If you grasp it too hard, everything will fall out. And if it's too open, it will also fall out. You have to find that balance in, in, in your own life. And I'm, I'm curious when it comes to success and happiness, are those to the same thing? Do they walk hand in hand or are, are those two different things? Uh, in my opinion, totally two different things. Totally two different things. Um, there is- and Why is that? Because, well, I, yeah, I, I'll share this with you on, the, on your show. The way I look at things is all of us, we have two people inside of us. We have our, our natural man and we have our spiritual man. And most people, natural man is controlling them. And it's no difference than the person going to the gym and building up their muscles, getting strong. But what about your core? See, your core has to be your main source. In other words, you have to exercise the inner man or the inner woman. Once you exercise the inner man and the inner woman, you can control the outward man and the outward woman. But most people are exercising their flesh, but not their spirit. I always tell people, it's like a more controlled car. Would you rather be the control or the car? Most people are the car. That's why we constantly crashing into things. So I always tell people that once you begin to exercise your mind, your spirit, your core strong, you're gonna be able to control everything that's outside of you. And, and, and you have to be able to recognize that, the two. You have to recognize the two. And to, to, to answer your question, it's so important because when we think in terms of what we achieve, that's great, but that's not gonna fulfill you. What's gonna fulfill you is when you're living your purpose. That's what's gonna fulfill you. 
And when you live in your purpose, you're wealthy. You could be in a one bedroom apartment. You don't have to be in a 10,000 square foot home like I'm, I'm in. You can be in a one bedroom apartment and you're wealthy because you know your purpose, you have a dream, you know what your destiny is, and that's what it's all about. That's why you got to be excited no matter where you are. If you're starting right now from the bottom, get excited. I guarantee you, you're not gonna stay at that level very, very long. There's no key to, the key to my success is simply attitude, excitement. That's the key to my success. And it's a difference between success and happiness. It's two separate things. I would rather have happiness than to have success. One is riches, the other one is wealth. So choose wealth and you can have both. That's the, that's the point. If you choose if you choose happiness, you can have both. But if you just choose success, you'll find yourself getting that success and you won't be fulfilled and you'll lose the sense of being happy and that's what it's all about. So keep this in mind. If you do have things that you want to achieve, which all of us do, don't lose your happiness in pursuit of trying to grab your success. Two separate things. And last but least, continue to exercise the inner man and the inner woman. That's what it's all about. You know, uh, I don't waver on this because I'm, I'm a believer. And the scriptures tell us, ye that is of the spirit is of the spirit, and ye that is of the flesh is of the flesh. And that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Action verb. So if you want your spirit to work, you got to work it, which means you got to build it up every single day. That's why I said earlier in this uh, particular podcast, I said that most of us, we need to grow up in life because wherever we're immature at, that's exactly where we suffer at. If we find ourselves quitting all the time, it's because we're immature. If we find ourselves always having relationship problems or marriage problems, because you're immature. If you find yourself having financial problems all the time, you're immature. Once you get matured in that area, I'm telling you, you begin to prosper. And last but least, there's another scripture that says, ye seek the kingdom first and all of its righteousness, then all of these things will be added unto you. The creator has so many things he wants to add into us, but you got to be ready for what you want. Thank you so much, Rory. I have one final question and then I'll let you go. So uh, I ask all my guests, we're all about sharing tools and ideas. And I mean, conversation has been great, but at the end of the day, I want the people that are still here to take action, to do something with their life right now. So what would be the first thing that they can do to get a little bit closer to their dream? Take baby steps. I started off talking about less is more. Take baby steps. No. Praise progress, but not perfection. Keep in mind that tomorrow's not promised for all of us. Be the best version of yourself today. Get something done. Don't let the sun go down without getting something done. Get excited about getting something done. Get excited about you. That's what it's all about. So if I had to give people um, some encouragement, that's the encouragement. Make sure you're getting something done every single day. In the words of Michael Jackson, you gotta be starting something every single day. Make sure you're doing something. And I'm telling you, and when you're doing something, make sure you're doing something, not only that's gonna help yourself, that's gonna help others, because that's what it's all about. 
what we do for others, the creator's gonna do for us. And it's always, a, always about a hand up and not a hand down. And that's what it's all about. And keep this in mind, last release, you guys, once again, you are your greatest asset. Your mindset is your greatest asset. If you change your mind, you're gonna change your reality. That's my story, I'm sticking to it. I approve this message, Peter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Rory Douglas, uh, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. Uh, we hope to see more of you, hope to connect in real life soon. And I want to thank everybody that are here with us today, that you're listening and that you're hopefully taking notes and that you're sharing this with other people that needs to hear this message. I want to grow my tribe. I want to help more people. I can't do it myself. All this knowledge is for free. The only thing you need to do is to actually listen to it and take action. We have almost 220 shows right now with the most amazing people from all over the world. Go to ilovesuccess.co to check that out. I even give a couple of free chapters of my book. Thanks again. We do this for you. Have an awesome week and talk to you soon.